0: Wow, that was a movie. oh yes <laughs> um you know what? I think that might have been the perfect hack job movie i I don't think we've covered anything yet i mean we've we've hit pretty close, but like that that just hits all all the little the marks i mean it it's it's terrible for one thing um it's very uh, quote unquote problematic from a social perspective, so plenty for me to work with, and I promise you I have quite a lot of notes for this one it's also about app coding so you can give us some insight on that oh yes (laughs) (laughs) um wow i mean the subject matter right i mean it's all about just like the 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 ins and outs of dating in the modern era right and like there are so many ways to approach it wrong and this movie finds a way to hit every single box like it has little incel qualities check that's in there. There's slut shaming check that's in there. Um, There's plenty of like, you know, old people being like, Oh, back in my day, we didn't have dating apps and we went and we met each other down at the, the soda fountain and that's on there. Check. I mean, just imagine anything that you could imagine for like just toxic ideas of dating it's in there. It's all in there. This, this movie finds a way to do everything wrong. I'm, it's impressive, honestly. I'm very impressed by how bad this movie is.
1: Yeah, and the concept itself was, uh, in my opinion, was a good concept. Like it was a, we, we live in, a, in an age where technology has integrated in pretty much every single aspect of our lives. You have the social aspect. You have uh, the commerce, the, the economy, and even dating. Uh, you have apps like Tinder, Bumble. And Grindr, uh to name a few, and it's it's a good period piece on to, to provide some sort of commentary on how technology has either shaped or maybe degraded the way we do things based off of you know your opinion and it, i I was so disappointed. I, I understand that this movie got so such negativity thrown at it, and I, I believe it deserves all of it. But it makes me more disappointed that it. I saw the essence of the, what it could have been, and it had a lot of potential as far as addressing those concepts, and it did none of that.
0: Well, I, I, I don't think I. I mean i I don't think you should expect much out of this, right? Because just looking at the the creator's perspective and like the way that you can really tell that they're the the points that they're trying to drive home in this. This person does not have a particularly. Um, evolved and nuanced um uh opinion of modern dating i think it's really just the like oh back in my day blah 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 you kids blah blah blah." it's it's just stay off your phones it's like that's that's the new get off my front lawn it's just like oh you kids and your cell phones this is far from the first thing to do it but that's basically what this entire movie is about and it, it just there's a point near the end, and i don't want to I'm, I'm not even going to mention it now i'm going to mention it later because it it so perfectly encapsulates just how stupid this movie is i'll get there though
1: well you were you were definitely you were addressing a couple of the points of like how this movie just hit it so wrongly, and one of the points that you brought up was the not back in my day that sort of era and it's funny because if this if this person's if the creator's perspective was of that perspective you would think she would have framed the the older generation a lot more majestically like a lot more wise but no they they to me they seem like just clueless people just going around like unable to adapt to to what the surroundings are or at least provide some sort of foundation of like why their side is better or like why their view of dating is better
0: well maybe you're right with that i mean i write it as that was what they were trying to do and they just weren't pulling it off
1: well, what I what I noticed that a lot of writers or a lot of people tend to do is whenever they're facing criticism is they wrap the movie or they wrap a story or any sort of concept around the idea of satire, which is uh, the reason why I didn't do a good job when it comes to writing something is because it's it's making fun of something or it's providing a commentary on how poor this, this concept is being executed. And this, I, I think of no other... Better way that this this excuse of of wrapping something in satire is portrayed than this movie because apparently this movie was supposed to be a satire of dating apps. Is that what they say? Yep, the the creator said it was a satire That's of. <laughs> I mean, you don't need me to tell you that. Like to me, it's an excuse. It's taking a, a very poorly written concept, a poor, very poorly, uh, a p- very poor design, and wrapping it in an excuse of satire.
0: They wrote this thing completely straight. And that's kind of the point. I mean, I, I mean, if if they had, if this had been tongue in cheek, it, it they could have. There was a lot of potential there, but no, they were they were completely serious. You could tell. I I, I meant to write out like a a brief little summary, like I tend to do, but then I I, I just went nuts with it and wrote the, a whole lot. So I'm not going to read it word for word because that's just that, that doesn't come off well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best to just rapid fire sum it up now, and then I'll draw from. My big long laundry list here from when we go through problem by problem because there's a lot a lot to talk about with this movie. But basically, the movie um, it's about well, you know those um, Chad Virgin memes, right? Oh yes, it's just it's that picture those two guys as roommates, and that's it. And Chad asks Virgin to de- uh, develop an app for him so that he can hook up with more girls and be even you know less or be even more um, casual about it. Right. And they make the app and a lot of girls get their feelings hurt and the Virgin feels bad about it. And then he finds out his mom's using it and he feels really bad about that. So then he takes it down and all the other uh, dating apps. And don't worry, we'll get into that because that's the most ridiculous part of the entire movie. And then he goes back to school and his roommate is like, Hey, bring it back. And he's like, no. And he runs away and he hides out in a sorority house for an unbeknownst period of time the way that time flows in this movie is completely like surreal (laughs) and we'll get to that too uh and then he tries to develop an app for girls but then he just kind of gives up because he thinks that they're better than the app the app is you the app is you (laughs) and then he he ends up with the girl that he liked even though he had no reason or she had no reason to accept him and we'll get into that too
1: and then the Chad, the Chad also gets the girl. He's like, "Oh, I guess I have to use traditional dating." And then he just he happily goes off as if he learned his lesson. And we're just yeah. like, "You're a bit, you've been a piece of shit this entire movie. Why are you getting redemption?"
0: Yeah, I don't mind a little bit of redemption here and there, but that's something that needs to be earned. And he did not earn that.
1: Yeah, you earned it in like the last five minutes, I guess. Yeah, and he no. went hey.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, so. Where where do we even begin breaking this down? I kind of I, I sectioned it off into like problems with like the tech stuff, problems with the guys and the girls and all the characters. Um there is of course filmmaking criticisms to be um to be given here. Unfortunately, I'm not really enough of a uh expert to really like give anything meaningful on that ground. It just feels lazy as hell. It feels low budget. Whatever. That's that's fine. I, I could forgive all of that if all of the characters made sense, if they weren't ridiculous cartoons, and if the plot was interesting, and if you know the message didn't suck so much. But of course, none of that is the case.
1: Well, I guess we can start. Uh, we'll just go right down the bullet list. Okay. We'll address the. Uh, I consider it a minimal minimal hit. Is the uh, the idea of tech? Okay,
0: let's talk about the tech stuff because I have a couple of big kind of things here. You think it's minimal, and you're the expert, so I, I'm. Uh, that's that's actually a good. That's that's a good thing for the movie, right?
1: Well, yeah. The uh, so it actually surprised me with the amount of tech they decided the show like or technology they decided the show in this movie. I thought it was going to be more of the lines of I'm going to develop this app, and then he kind of does it off camera, and you don't see any of that, and then. Some time later, I have developed this app, and then we hit more like the you know how the app does in the wild. But no, they actually hit a, a couple uh points in, a, in the development process. And uh, a little bit of backstory I, I develop software, and the subset of what I do involves mobile applications. So it took a lot of guts for the movie to come up and say, Well, what language are you coding this in? Yeah,
0: I, I recognize those languages, and I'm a peon.
1: And so the languages that uh, they said were C, Java, HTML, and Ruby, and I'm not going to get too much into the jargon, but uh, C is a a language that you develop operating systems on. So it has no place in the mobile app industry or the web application industry, uh, unless he means Objective-C, which is used in Swift or in iOS development. Java makes sense as your Android and HTML is your front end for a web application, but I don't know where Ruby is unless you're going to design that as a back end. Uh, I'm not an expert on Ruby. So, and they, they, they did show a little bit of uh, coding on the screen. I couldn't recognize any of it. I saw pointers, so I was thinking. It didn't look like C to me, though. So I was hoping it was Objective-C. Or I also don't know Ruby, so ho- I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt and say that that's Ruby on the screen. But other than that, his little design board, his little sanctuary, I get that. And him getting sick, I don't like the idea of like the him deving the app, and then all of a sudden <coughs> I'm sick. I would have loved to see a little bit more of a realism there. And this is because I, don't, I think she lacked knowledge of of what it was like to go through designing a, a full stack application. Um, so I would have loved the whole idea of like showing that he's been staying up working on this app, and you could see his health degrade over time because that is there's a bit of truth resembling to that, especially depending on how passionate you are about a project. I don't know. I've never had anything against my will when it comes to devving uh, anything, but <laughs> um, I, I, do, I do relate a bit to the whole uh, sacrificing your health for a little bit of extra de- uh, development time. And then after that, it's just kind of, they sort of put it away, and they were just like, oh, the app's down. And yeah, you can kill, you can kill an app from a command line. That's, that's doable.
0: Okay, you can kill your app from a command line. But he took out every dating app in existence. Was it? I thought it was just everyone using Jungle. No, no. There was a whole thing where he, fit, he he takes down Jungle, right? And then he walks back into the room, does like three keystrokes, and they're like, and all the other dating apps are down too.
1: Oh, uh, that's a load of bullshit. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. I didn't no. catch that. This, I was going to give him a kid, pass.
0: This kid has like Neil Breen and double down levels of like hacking ability. And like It's not even like, at least in Double Down, right? That's what the whole movie's about. And everyone's freaking out like, oh my God, this guy's, he gets in, he's in, he's taking things down. And it's ridiculous and it doesn't make sense. But in this, it's it's just like an afterthought like, oh yeah. This kid just brings. He he puts a a billion dollar industry in timeout because you know he got woke all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I also, I thought the I also thought the computer science class, the intro to computer science class, was a little bit problematic as far as like like, damn, there's people in there that are probably going to go into like psychology, sociology, English, like math, and you're you're expecting them to do coding projects and stuff like that. They're not even interested. Yeah, they She's- just
0: called it like, oh, this is... Uh, you know, he was very interested, but most of the people were like,
1: oh, I just want my computer, computer science credit, which... She's like, no, I will fail you if you don't have this... Pro- if you don't have a project for... <laughs> I'm yeah, like, I oh, know. my God. we don't." We, we, I'm trying
0: to think. I didn't have a computer... Si- I mean, obviously, you had quite a few computer science requirements, but I don't think I had anything. There was some, like, tech stuff.
1: Yeah, one of the... I know for... at least for Rutgers University, one of the core requirements one of the things you could have taken was introduction to computer science and that was one of many that you could have taken
0: i probably found a way to bullshit my way through that with anthropology like i did with everything oh, i loved anthropology
1: anyway um saying, the point being is that co- the computer science or at least any sort of programming class isn't mandatory in a curriculum it's more of a niche thing that if you decide to go down it's not like expos or you know, calculus or things like that, or intro <laughs> calculus. Um, well, you AP'd out.
0: <laughs> so um, there's also like beyond just the making of the apps, there, there's some like fundamental misunderstandings of the like social dynamics of dating apps going on here. Right. Because there's this whole idea of like, Oh, you know, we need to make uh, an app that all the guys want. And then once all the guys are on this app, uh you know all the girls will have to flock to that because yeah that
1: logic's that ridiculous that is
0: the absolute
1: opposite have you ever
0: used a dating app like no <laughs> everyone in like and not just dating apps freaking nightclubs and like you, you you let the girls in for free and then the guys come that's the exact opposite
1: well it's also the, they have the they the creators frames these women as if they're like desperate for for a relationship or companionship it's like oh if the guys are moving to this thing then the girls have to because they they literally say it because they're they want to be with the guys they want to be have companionship and they're they're exploiting that as as if like they're it's sort of objectification they think these women are like gazelles and we're just moving the waterhole
0: i mean the way that they frame the women in this in this movie is is Atrocious. oh yeah that
1: was one of the ways they they framed. that it. is
0: like the, the the least problematic thing here because so right the biggest so that uh, there's this idea right this this movie does not like casual sex and uh, there's no like religious element that we know of they don't mention it in the movie I, so who knows maybe the creator isn't religious at all or maybe she is and she just didn't bring it up but like it is not about the casual. Like you, you the, the, it is making a, the argument that everyone should have like a, a date. They should date, and they should like go on dates, and like that's fine. But like it completely frames it as this, compl- this, this just hard divide along gender lines, where all the guys all they want is casual sex, and all the girls all they want in relationships. And that's just not how it works. I mean that the t- Tinder is built on. The idea that people on both sides are totally down for casual stuff. Not everyone, but there are plenty of people out there that there is a large market for it. And I think that this movie comes from this perspective that, you know, it's rough out there for girls, which, you know, it is in the real world. But the way that they frame that is the big problem for women in dating is casual relationships. There's just too many of that. That's not the problem. They they don't talk about sexual violence at all. They don't talk about you know any of the ways that women actually
1: deception.
0: Yeah, are are actually like you know victimized in the real world. Her big complaint is, oh well, there's just too much casual sex, and all we need to do is get rid of the casual sex, and everyone will be happy.
1: Yeah, and, and that that sort of segues into the the requirements of the application. Where oh man, they they're okay with them showing like distributing pictures of them in their underwear for tons of strangers of strange guys to see and is that okay like that i can understand if some want to do that but it's a requirement they say yeah and i think
0: that the point right is that this is terrible and we hate this because this is a bad app but like i mean it it doesn't really explain how this app is going to solve the big problem that all the guys have that all these girls all oh, they want to learn their last names oh that's terrible all it talks about are the terms and conditions like oh you know we'll put it in the terms and conditions and as long as they follow the terms and conditions they'll never they'll never uh go out with us again they'll never get our last names like dude no one's reading the terms and conditions people yeah, get around their shit exactly. all
1: the time
0: that's not going to it's basically he didn't create anything. He just made Tinder with different terms and conditions. And everyone in this world just decides to follow it. That's the big difference here. It has nothing to do with the application. It's just that there's a bunch of I don't know, nerds who decide they want to follow the rules. Uh,
1: I just let's let's move on down the list. What what else do you have as far as uh So, um I mean that was that's like the big thing about the message,
0: right? Um I think that another thing, just to get into more problems with the way they frame the girls, they have no agency at all. Oh, no. They are complete, like, just deer in the headlights, right? He, he goes near the end of the movie. Um, what's our main character's name? Uh, James. James. <laughs> um, he, he He escapes the dorm where he's being held hostage to, like, fix the app. And he goes and moves in with the sorority girls. And He's like talking to them, right? And trying to like create an app for them. We're going to create an app for girls. Well, again, all of the apps are for girls in the real world. Um, that doesn't help. That doesn't stop all the problems. But, you know, that there are problems that go beyond app development. But he sits them all down and he's like, all right, guys, I'm going to solve all your problems for you. And they're like, what are you selling a special makeup or some new underwear? Oh. Like they, they, they can't like, they can't think that it's posed as that. Like they are helpless and they're just waiting for their male savior. It's like white savior complex, but it's male savior to come in and solve all their problems with his computer. Like, Oh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna create an app. That's going to st- to make people respect you. There's no app. That's going to make people respect you. And I think that also kind of goes into the problem that you said earlier with the, the bad guy or our, our, our antagonist his like really rapid redemption at the end. Right. What that really means that this movie, that the argument that this movie is trying to make, right. Is that, but for these dating apps, everyone would just be perfectly functional and they'd be nice to each other. And everyone would be like, like if it weren't for these stupid dating apps that has him all obsessed with sex, he'd just be a perfect gentleman. And once they all get taken down, he's just like, Hey, Kennedy or whatever the hell the girl's name is. Do you want to go on a date with me? Like uh, mm. <laughs> that, that bar really bugged me.
1: Yeah. And also for, for a nerd who is being, who's making this app against his will. And he's the only one who knows about making this app. You'd think he would show a little bit more resistance as far as making the app goes. So like he hide any back doors or get back at the guys for like, whenever they use it, they, they, it, like, removes their their pictures or, like, they auto-text or something like that. Like, things, like, it would make it more of a comedy, but things like that to sort of screw up the guys who are just using this app for sex. I mean, you could have had a lot right. of good parts of, like, redemption, like, the revenge of the nerds sort of thing, except it's the wonder. But no, the only thing he has is, I can kill the app. But it's like, you didn't really get revenge.
0: I don't know if I want to say against his will. I mean, it is kind of against his will, but he's also like he wants it to do well because he wants to cash in and go to a better college. Like that's his motivation yeah. throughout the whole movie. Like I'm going to make a lot of money off of this app so that I can afford to go to MIT because I got in and I just want to transfer.
1: True. I mean, like it, it's so, I mean, if you're dealing with coding, you can put so many different things like certain back doors or certain functions that you can put in there that could just, you know, when you're in, you could just, and also like, okay, we're going to go off the guy's word that he can get him in the MIT. It's, I'm nitpicking. I'm nitpicking. It's just the guy made a good nerd. The, and I wanted to see a little bit more of his acting chops as far as like him. Yeah, there was some stuff like, I didn't want to get it. I didn't want him to get his power back. So pathetically.
0: Yeah. There was some stuff like in the beginning, right. Where he like moves in and he meets his roommate and his roommates kind of a asshole and he gets sexiled and like the first like day of college and like that's the kind of stuff that I can totally relate to because that happened to me freshman year. My, my freshman roommate actually turned out to be a good guy in the end, but he and I did not, we didn't gel right away because we just had completely different, um, just like a te- uh, just like outlooks on how we wanted to live college life. And uh, I was a lot more like our main character here in the beginning, except I wasn't really a coding guy. I was more about like, literature and history and all that kind of stuff but I was still a massive nerd that liked to keep to myself on weekends and didn't like that everything was very
1: loud I'll I was the I was actually the other guy (laughs) my freshman and sophomore year yeah
0: I know you were it's just why I'm glad that it took us a few years to become friends at college because I don't know if we would have got along right off the bat (laughs) (laughs)
1: because
0: I definitely came out of my shell a lot over the first uh, couple of years there
1: well, unlike unlike the main characters, we we tend to do a little bit of growth and learning and gaining wisdom as we go throughout college.
0: Yeah, nobody changed in this movie at all. Um, I actually want to talk a little bit about. I know we're, we're completely going out of order today, but who cares? Like it just it's this is a fun one. We can just pick stuff out just of
1: tear it apart. Yeah. yeah,
0: the girl, the um, the the love interest, girl Hannah. I think her name was. I believe so. So first off like he's he's such a total cuck to her on the beginning like it's it's awful like he's like i would do anything for you oh yeah uh Hannah, what can I do? Tell me how you can forgive me, Hannah. And then he like goes out with his like his his grandparents like shopping and his grandmother's trying to give him advice. He's like, Women suck. I'm an incel now. Like there there's not he didn't <laughs> he didn't say that, but like that was the one like strong incel vibe I was getting from the movie. That was only in the beginning. A a little bit while later when he like realizes his mom's getting screwed over by these asshole guys that are using his app. He kind of turns from like the incel version to like the all women are queens version and like just doesn't understand from that perspective and he's just like i'm gonna save you all i'm gonna make an app that just saves your gender i'm such a good savior um so yeah just as problematic but anyway the girl right she like literally tells him oh i don't like liars i don't like people who lie to me and then she finds out that he's lying to her so he, uh, that he made the app right and she's understandably fairly upset And then less than five minutes later, she's kissing him because the big thing that changed was he told her that he loved her, which was the whole problem that they had in the beginning beginning. of the movie. Anyway, her whole problem with him was that when they were in high school, he chose an extremely inappropriate time to tell everyone that he was in love with her. And at the end of this movie, he chooses a completely inappropriate time to tell her that he's in love with her again. And this time she's like, you know what? I buy it this time. Fine. It works. Like, come on, man. It's cause college. Hannah, have more Hannah, please have more help, self-respect, please. I
1: mean, when, when she's not like being completely like stepping on our main character, she's off reading her books. Like she's just so disconnected as, as a love interest. Hannah
0: from 13 reasons why had more self-respect than this girl.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like, it's like the writer. So always like, okay, come here, Hannah, come here a little bit. Come here. Okay. Say, say this. Okay. No, go back, go back over there. Go back. Over go go there. read your we'll, books. We'll call you, we'll call you in 30 minutes, you know, when he has to kiss you.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's awful. And then there's the part with the, so the grandpa was like the weirdest casting ever. Right. It, it makes some sense because George Hamilton is like a famous actor for like really sh- shitty, kitschy seventies and eighties movies. Right um so they got him okay good job and he has this like part at the end not, not really the end but like the three quarters part of the movie where it's christmas and he's giving a speech right and he's he's like all the kids are on their phone and he's trying to like you know make a case for his way of doing things and how much better life was before everyone was enveloped in their phones and he just Gives this most like cliche stupid little poem where he's like, Oh, I've known many, liked a few, loved one, here's to you. And like if if that's your idea of like the the real way that things should be, dude, give me my phone. I will bury myself in, you know, video games all day. Like that sucks. And and this guy, right, he's supposed to be like the the like voice of reason, right? He he's the authentic person who's like po- you know pointing out to his grandchildren how how fake life is because they're all on their phones and he literally the actor's face is like 90% plastic like the irony is just lost on no one and that who made that thing like this dude is your like your his, this is your wholesome grandpa character he looks like something out of Miami Vice
1: like <laughs> oh <laughs> this movie Oh, it's, see, I thought they were going to go with a, like a nice little scene where like the grandpa's doing doing his little speech and it's like, yeah, the kids are on their phone. But then they had a shot across the table with the adults and they're like hitting each other like children for some reason. They're like, I thought they were going to sort of do that satire where as
0: well, they should be. There was nothing that this guy was saying that had any, you know, deserved being listened to. Well,
1: you have the cliche speech and it, yeah, the, the, the cliche is is like, oh, everybody is distracted on their phones. And then you can have like the, how the older generation so dis- like they're distracted about the kids being distracted with their phone. Meanwhile, the adults are on the other side, also not listening to the speech and distracting each other. I think that and then just showing that would have been a good little like poke at the way old people or the older generation looks at younger people and not at the big picture. You know, there's just it's the stereotype of people being distracted on just on their phones, but when they're distracted over there with other things, it's fine. This movie is just uh, i don't know it, it 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 i it's one of those things where like i I thought what
0: we're, we're making it sound better than it is, I know that's a weird way to say it, but like I wouldn't even consider this so bad it's good because I spent most of the movie just kind of bored, right I mean, there were definitely parts here and there where you look at it and you're like you're just outraged and you 're like, how could they do this and you kind of like enjoy it from that perspective right because there's a whole subsection mm-hmm. of kitschy movies that you watch for that reason. But the majority of this movie, I was just waiting for something to happen. They're sitting in the dorm. I just, I don't believe any of it. It's just the characters are cartoons. It's, it wasn't a fun experience. I don't recommend it. Don't watch this movie.
1: Yeah. To me, it it seems just like a cash in. Uh, I'm just going to put it out there. It's, it seems like it was an easy concept to, to make a movie on. And uh, just, you could put just a bunch of college kids together Put some app in there, and then just rake in on the Netflix revenue.
0: There are a lot, like with the perception or the percentage of um, relationships that start on like you know online dating these days. There actually isn't a lot of media out there about it. I think there's still kind of a stigma, but I, I think there uh, there is. This is a uh, an untapped you know goldmine. There's there's a lot that could come out of this, and I'm sure that we will see it. And we will see much better stuff over the course of the coming years. This is just a a pretty piss poor foray into the uh, into the genre.
1: Well, it's it's the sort of same commentary that we give on Thirteen Reasons Why, where you're you make a movie that's uh, providing some sort of commentary on a subject, and you if you design it in such a way where it might do more harm than good. I'm not saying that this movie does more harm than Thirteen Reasons might have. Um, but you do um, the way you frame this movie, Miss Writer. Uh, you make it sound like dating apps or technology integration with anything in general is uh, is harmful, or you're framing a, a gender in such a way that it frames them as either piggish, who just like are just these these people who just want to ravage and just have sex all the time, or p- defenseless. Uh, I would say gazelles that just like can't think past their nose and therefore uh, can be taken victim easily by these pig headed, like sex craved people. Please, please
0: help us smart coding
1: Jesus, please. Oh yeah. Oh. And it's just, it, oh. and it's just it, every single type. It just reeks of just like, disingenuity. I guess that's the word.
0: This, this was a, this was a passion project. I mean, if I I just remember watching like the opening credits and like, written directed and like produced all by the same person i mean she's like one top bill starting starring role away from
1: giving it the full why so treatment like (laughs) and i just i feel so strongly with this movie because i think this movie will actually do damage if whoever sees it and i don't think enough people are gonna see this for it to ever matter well that's that's luck it's like it's like society dodged a bullet uh with with it being so bad but like imagine if it was written just a little bit better or like yeah, if the actors I mean, acted well, a little bit better
0: one of the reasons i got so passionate about our 13 reasons why episode is because that's popular and it still is they mm-hmm. just dropped their third season i'm sure we'll cover it eventually and people watch it it's making netflix a lot of money and uh well i it sucks. We don't have to go back into it. But this movie, I'm not as concerned about. I can sit back and laugh because I know that, you know, the only people that are going to come across this are going to be maybe a couple teenage girls who got re- recommended it on uh, Netflix, you know, algorithm. But for the most part, it's just going to be people like us who are just trying to go out of their way to find a bad movie. Yes, And if you're trying to do that, I, I don't even know if it, if it satisfies in that regard because it's just not it's not funny enough. It's just stupid. And it, it's it's infuriating, but there's it, nothing like fun about it. And now this has like probably completely ruined my Netflix uh, recommendation history. So yeah,
1: thanks for that. It's gonna it's the it's, gift that keeps on giving.
0: Yeah, it's what I get for recommending Thirteen Reasons Why all those weeks ago. I'm sorry. Mia Copa.
1: <laughs> well, with this being said, we we've trashed this this movie enough. Can we can we save it? So I actually um I,
0: I chose not to, and instead my pitch is a sequel. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you want to do yours first if you have a a rebuilding. I don't yeah.
1: know. Uh let me do the rebuild because I wanna I definitely want to hear the, the sequel uh fleshed out. So instead of this uh satire of of dating culture, um put in the perspective of the nerd guy. And it's about how he wants to create something he wants to make an app because he wants he wants mit or google to notice him he wants to build this on his portfolio and uh he meets up with chad his roommate and he says you know i i want to have sex and he says well we can make a dating app so it's a little bit more it's not him being held off against his will it's both of them are are making this app for selfish reasons and uh we could say that the 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 frat boy uh Gives like research to the the nerd boy about like how relationships are formed or like how casual sex works as far as like you know fraternity parties and whatnot because he'd be more experienced in that and the nerd guy would develop the app and try to bounce ideas so you see this sort of this back and forth you can see that this even though it's 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 a selfish app it's it's coming from a a place of progression where they're not trying to exploit anybody it's just just a dating app that's catered more towards you know their needs. And so they do it, but because it's a selfish app, they, uh, they produce it and they release it, but they have, no, they have no idea what kind of effects it'll have in society because they didn't choose to think that far ahead. They didn't choose to think of these consequences. And in doing so, the app does well, but in a very bad way. It, it, it does the thing with his mom where uh, now it gives a platform to a lot more people who are just as selfish uh, who are trying to just exploit other people in it, and uh, in doing so, you know they they realize that just because you can make something doesn't mean you should. And if you want to get into the realm of satire, you can say you can. This could be a commentary on the fact of like how how technology can have such a huge impact, even though we might not think it it's going to be. Uh, an example of which is Twitter. I mean, you can you can involve something in there where. Uh, You have this platform where you can message people anywhere in the world, and you can interact with people. But at the same time, it becomes a breeding ground for, uh, for I'm not going to say wrong thing, but like uh, very negative aspects of uh, white nationalism, nationalism, fascism, things like that. And so you can see the duality of of like, yes, you you have this this powerful technology, but like at what cost? And this app is sort of a microcosm of that. That concept. And there's your commentary on how to portray like, how apps affect society. And in doing so, they find out that the app is too dangerous. It's, it's doing too many things that are... It's doing more harm than good. And then they finally decide, in a moment of personal growth, that <laughs> they decide to kill the app. And everyone, like, now that the app's gone, everyone's talking bad about it, but the two, the two guys that made it, they're like, you know what? they're right you know and then they go off and the nerd gets stronger because he he learned a lot about you know casual talking with from the the frat guy and then the frat guy learns that you know sometimes you know maybe you shouldn't be thinking with your dick as much and, and just taking things back in a more like subtle approach as far as like talking to people and then they, they he gets the nerd like they don't get the girls the nerd just starts a conversation with the one, his love interest or a person that he likes and the, the, the frat boy start to act, starts to actually talk with and establish a relationship with one of the girls that he used to hook up with because he actually likes them. And there we have growth, we have commentary, and we, we have a story. And that's how I would, I would write it. Take well, notes.
0: I, I'm glad that you actually like made the effort to fix this thing because that's actually probably a, a, a very good um, alternative that you just presented. Mine is completely cynical, and I just had some fun with it. Um, It's a sequel and it is Silicon Valley meets Macbeth meets Marxism. Um, So I I really latched on to that idea that he just casually brings down every dating app ever in like three keystrokes, right? And they just never address like the societal implications of that. So I thought it, it would be fun to kind of like, harp on that and to just kind of like take advantage of that right so so for one thing um we're we're gonna we're putting it a little bit further in the future let's say like there's probably like senior year or so he um he's he works an internship for the dude um that he's like obsessed with in the beginning he's just like oh you gotta disrupt the system man what what is with all that disrupt crap by the way like is is that the kind of thing that like you guys actually talk about in in um no. Yeah, no. That's like when I think disrupt, they're just trying to like, I don't know, break create apps that let them take advantage of more people and devalue labor. So, um so yeah, he he starts working for that dude, and that dude's kind of an asshole, but he he's And he's probably a better coder, honestly, since he has these like Neil Breen powers, but he's totally brainwashed into thinking that this guy's great. So he just like does whatever he says. Anyway, Hannah, he's dating Hannah at the time. And she's also a senior. She's getting into like really getting into theoretical Marxism. Uh, She's taken a lot of those classes and she's like really into that. And she 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 remembers that her, her boyfriend has the ability to um just completely wreck billion dollar industries at will. So she's like, <laughs> you know what? I could do some stuff with this, right? So then it, it just kind of turns into Macbeth, right? I mean, she's Lady Macbeth, and she's telling him to just like take out the guy who employs him, just take down his apps and create your own apps, and then he becomes the king, and he he's creating all the apps and he's making all this money hand over fist. And then she kind of starts to like lose her, like the the sort of like um, moral standing that she started out with. And she starts to like see the green in her eyes. And she's like, all right, maybe we should, we could make some money off of this. So the, they're both like in charge of this company. They're making a whole lot of money. And then our, our bad guy from the first episode, we redeem him. And now he's like, he's totally a Marxist too. So he decides like, all right, I'm I'm going to take them down and he like tricks him into destroying his own app and just like completely crashes an entire segment of uh Silicon Valley and then um it's taken over by the workers
1: and yeah that's it. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, are you going to are you going to go just like full like <laughs> I was going ridiculous as hell with it like yeah.
0: Because I didn't take this movie seriously enough to like try and give it a, a serious like reboot. So I'm like, all right, if you're going to be ridiculous, I'm going to be ridiculous.
1: Are you going to bring back um, uh, Little Dork and Logan Paul as the, the sidekicks to, to Chad? Oh yeah, of course.
0: But they're, <laughs> they're now like totally Marxist revolutionaries too. Uh, they have some disagreements though. So like the little dork guy is more of a reformist. So he's trying to convince them not to be all radical about it. And then the like tall, weird dyed hair dude, he's a posadist. So he believes in uh, space dolphins bringing communism to the masses. That's Ugh. a thing. That's a thing by the way, look it up. It's fascinating.
1: It's like Scientology, but red. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> so yeah. Um, well, I, I think both both versions would have either would have been way better than what this what this travesty was.
0: Absolutely. Although, I mean, the problem with mine, right, is that everybody is trying to make a so bad it's good movie, and of course, whenever you do that, it doesn't work. So I, I wholly admit that mine would would stink too. But you know what? I don't care. I, I think it'd be fun.
1: Okay. Well. As far as I mean, where do we go from here?
0: So I actually have a proposition that I think is pretty relevant. Um, okay, I know that we said that we were going to do sequel September, and I think that we should do that maybe for towards the end of September. Mm-hmm. But there's a movie that I think we maybe not have to talk about. But there's there's a there's a there's a topic right in the world of popular culture that is very. Um, very controversial at the moment that everyone is talking about. And I'm of course talking about Spider-Man. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Because Because um, as of us recording this right now, it seems as though Marvel has lost Spider-Man. Um, it's not, con- I mean, it, It's that's the way it is now. It could get fixed, and if it gets fixed in the next week, then this this is going to be kind of an awkward episode to do. But the movie I want to cover is actually not Spider Man. I mean, we could talk about Spider Man. Have you seen the most recent one, The Far From Home? uh No, but I can get a handle on it. You you might want to because I think we'll want to bring it into conversation. But that's not the movie I want to talk to for next week. The movie I want to talk about for next week is Venom. Ooh, okay. the reason I want to talk about it, because you mentioned, I think I heard, we were talking about it earlier this week with some friends, you liked Venom, right? I did. I hated it. So (laughs) it could be a a pretty good um, movie to cover from that perspective. But I also think it's important because if Spider-Man does end up in Sony's hands, we might get something like that. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm not a fan of how Disney is taking everything over, but I don't want to see that in my Spider-Man. So we'll, we'll get a chance to talk about it. I don't know. What do you think? Do you like the idea?
1: Yeah, because uh, I definitely want to, I want to give Venom another once over because I think that if we... Uh, there's definitely some flaws with Venom and we'll bring them up when, uh, when that episode comes. Uh, but if, if there's a way to remake... I'm not saying remake Venom, but another Spider-Man movie where we can take those... At least identify those aspects of failure and take them out. Then I think Sony brings a specific like frame to the table that Disney can't do. Uh, mostly along the lines of adult content. As far like, uh, you can, Sony's a little bit can be a little bit more violent, can be a little bit more mature than Disney can go. Uh, and I think you can utilize that as an advantage point to really make a good Spider-Man movie. All right, or you can bring something on the lines of like, uh, dare I say, carnage? Which <laughs> ooh, I, I would love it. Yeah. See, I don't know if I agree. I really hate venom and I don't want that to
0: infect my Spider-Man, but um, we got to talk about that. So yeah, we'll do this next week. It will be an episode. Focus on the state of Spider-Man. We'll be talking about um, uh, far from home. If you can, you think you can probably get that right or get a a chance to see that talking about far from home. We'll probably talk a little bit about into the spider verse, but our main focus will be Venom.
1: Okay. Well, I'm excited. Okay. Next week will be Venom. And until then, we will see you all next time. See you then.